Total Sports Talk Show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. The Holzmeister, good catch, puts it up and in the hoop and the harm. Shaley Holzmeister, count that baby in a foul. The lefty will toe the line for one more. It's all Eagles early. Kersenbrock down in the corner. Tubbs wants a triple to beat the buzzer. Guy Tubbs on one leg is playing like 110%. Brumbaugh back to Manny Gonzalez, less than 10 now. Now we're down to seven. Gonzalez gets a screen from Curry, pulls the trigger on a long three, rattles it in. Ali Curry, the step through, the layup try, no good. Got her own rebound though and put it in. Kind of like ooping it to yourself off the backboard is what Ali Cure did right there. Here's a tip by Harris, a steal by KJ, lobs up the four to one, three on one, Furphy, two-hand jammer. Kansas turns defense into offense with the awesome Aussie throwing it down. Harris on a blow by up, under, misses, rebound, Hunter, and this time he rocks that rim. Got him. Tyler works against PB to the rim, off the window, got it. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. We are back on the Morning Blitz. Ross Volkmer, Christian Pectimic, glad you could join us this morning on 1025 U-Rock as well as AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Christian, how was the weekend? The weekend? The weekend was good. Uh, we, we started our taxes, which is always super fun. We? Um, we? We, we as in me. Oh, you. You started your yeah. taxes. We as in referring to ourselves in, what is that, second person? First person. Regardless. Well, you make it sound like uh, as we, if you have a dependent st- is what it makes it sound like. You either have a dependent Well, maybe or, I do. Maybe, maybe according do. to the state of Kansas, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, started my taxes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I also fill in. I uh, do some volunteer PA work for uh, the community college athletics and so uh got the opportunity uh to do that on sunday first time in a while that when i was called upon uh, i was able to do it so that was uh some fun the cold uh, the trojan basketball games yesterday let's think i watched band of brothers for the first time great great series maybe a few tears were shed maybe they weren't good weekend overall what about ross did not watch Band of Brothers. Did not shed tears. Uh, did watch that movie though uh, about the American Samoa soccer team. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. It's a. It was one that was advertised about how terrible they were, and then this grumpy old coach came in and made them just decent enough to win a match. And so anyway, I haven't even heard of this. Oh, uh, what is it called? First or next goal wins is what it's called. It's all based out of American Samoa. It was on the Disney Channel. I watched it yesterday. That's about, uh, that's what I watched this weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll get to more on that in just a moment. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a nice weekend. It was busy Saturday. Had a, had Northwest Tech basketball. Got to see the Tech 
Men pick up their fourth win in their last five games, which uh-huh. was highly impressive. So they continue to play very, very well and have a big game coming up on Wednesday at home against Hutchinson. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was a fun weekend, but as always, it's a fast weekend. Um, how was the drive home from Cimarron? I, my guess is it wasn't that bad. We <laughs> ran into snow. It was snowing. And oh, so, did you? And so we were driving back through some snow and in some spots some really thick snow. So the trip back to Ulysses was at times a little bit dicey. Oh. Not by anybody driving or anything like that. The Wanda, our bus driver, was phenomenal. Um, but nonetheless, it was... Just, you know, you're like looking outside like, yikes. (laughs) You know, it's kind of a whiteout scenario, but made it back safely late on uh, Friday night from Ulysses after another successful uh, Goodland pair of victories against the Tigers. But yeah, there you go. The highlights of Ross's weekend. A little bit of a scary bus ride home because of the weather. Uh, Tank basketball. Um, family time, obviously, and then, you know, next score wins. There you go. Or next goal wins, I guess what it's called. So there you go. That's my weekend in a quick nutshell. Yeah, I'm I'm a super exciting person. What can I say? <laughs> super exciting. Join the club. <laughs> I, I don't know who wins. I don't know who wins. In. Me or you who worked on your taxes. One of the two. I must tell you that that was one of the more exciting weekends I've had in a while. So <laughs> the bar is the bar is very the low. The bar is low uh, for a Christian weekend. Yeah, let's get to the weekend winners and losers. We got a lot to get to here on a Monday. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners. And there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Want to be a winner, be a winner. Who's the first winner of your weekend, Christian? I've got a, I think, a deserving two times in a row winner. This is back-to-back winners for Colby Athletics. Last weekend, or last Monday... Uh, We congratulated the Eagles on a well-deserved winner of the weekend uh, award, I guess, for their, you know, a couple of basketball wins and then the girls' excellent performance in their wrestling regional. Now it's the same, a couple of Eagle wins on the hardwood and then another just phenomenal performance from the wrestlers of Colby, this time on the boys' side in their regionals sent seven Different Eagle wrestlers on the boys' side to the state tournament, including, I believe it was, yes, three regional champs. Uh, Ryder Dempenwolf, the regional champ at 113. Caden McCarty, the regional champ at 120. Tucker Wark, the uh, regional champ at 132. And then, like I mentioned, four others uh, sent to states as well. Cam Lilly, up in the big leagues to 85. Uh, And we talked about uh, earlier this week how tough the top of that uh, heavyweight class is. So good for him. 157, Dawson to good. Third place in the region, 144. Eric Schroeder uh, got second. And Simon Salcedo fourth at 126. So another awesome weekend on the mat for Eagle wrestlers. Great to see them send... So many. I know there were a couple other uh, Eagles who probably you were expecting to make it work. The younger Talon uh, probably expected uh, to get in that. Not expected, but some people saw that as a possibility for him to get top four, go to states. So unfortunate that the sophomore uh, didn't do that. But still, some 
very nice uh, performances from the Eagles and not to go unnoticed. Caden McCarty, his 150th win on the mat in his career. Very impressive, of course, and congratulations to him. Uh, rounding out our Eagle winners is also, uh, of course, like I mentioned, the hardwood victories. The boys grabbed a 63-37 win down in Cimarron, used a big first quarter, and the Lady Eagles used a big second quarter uh, to take down Cimarron, and they grabbed a 50-19 win. Both of these teams are now on three-game win streaks, and with uh, Peberg at home on Tuesday. Technically, it's senior night, but really, uh, the boys have one senior and the girls have zero seniors. So, Taden Fiken will be getting a lot of love Tuesday night, uh, but will be the only one getting love. And uh, Peberg Tuesday, probably a, a win for the girls and a difficult opponent for the boys, but a chance for both Eagle teams to head into the substate with four uh, game win streaks, and that would be big. So certainly winners of the weekend, Eagle Athletics in general, back-to-back winners, uh, and and just have been on a roll. Yeah, passing 150 wins on the mat. I don't know if I've seen a whole bunch of that. That's pretty impressive from Caden McCarty. Uh, I haven't seen. You know, you usually see. Oh, they got 100 victories, which is usually good to get mm. to 150. That's pretty darn good. Um, you've got to be getting. Golly, I don't even know what that breaks down to. You got to be getting almost what 30, 30 win, 35 wins a season, roughly. 35 wins a season to make it there. 30 almost, So between 35 and 40 wins a year, you've got to be getting that to get to 150 matches in a four year career. That's really impressive. Uh, it so really that's, is. that's really impressive. That was one thing that stood out to me about seeing that from Caden McCarty with 150 match, uh, costing the 150 match win mark. Um, and really, overall, just a great, a great showing from Colby Wrestling. Period. Over the last two weekends, if you add it up, Colby send, is sending eleven wrestlers to state, seven boys, three girls, and of the eleven, there were a total of four that were regional champs. So it was a pretty darn good weekend for Colby Eagle Wrestling. Now, Colby as a team finished, I think, in fourth in the regional in that in that regional state team standings. Um, they were not the Scott City finished a little bit higher than them, but uh, they finished in fourth overall in the boys' regional standings. But yeah, I, it's been it was a great weekend, especially from that wrestling uh, wrestling side of things. And once again, uh, congratulations uh, to the Eagles on a very successful wrestling season to this point. Still with a whole another weekend to go, uh, but it was highly highly impressive. I would I would agree there. And, and sending eleven total wrestlers, uh, that's that's pretty darn good. All things considered, both boys and girls. Uh, moving on to my winner of the weekend, I'm going to actually kind of piggyback off that. Once again, i like to give a shout-out to all the area wrestlers, not just from Colby, but there were 25 different guys from seven area hey. schools that qualified uh, for the state wrestling uh, tournament from our area. Whether it was 4A or 3 through 1A, there were 25 uh, different guys that qualified. We mentioned the ones from Colby already. Hoxie, of course, had the best showing of all of them. No surprise there. They're sending nine of their 12 to the state tournament next weekend in Hayes. They had, of the nine, five that were regional champs. Cashlitz, Ian Giancola, Duncan Bell, Easton Nicholson, and Sam Watkins all going to state as regional champs. And then you had Gunner Wint, Chase Meyer, Carson Oaks, and Gavin Shippers. Those were all 
uh, guys that finish inside the top four to qualify for state, but nine. I mean, think about this. Colby sent 11 boys and girls. Hoxie sent nine boys. They actually sent a girl as well, so they had 10, did Hoxie. But that program continues to steamroll. Uh, they're phenomenal, and Hoxie gets a humongous uh, a humongous showing there for the boys' state. And maybe they have a chance with nine. You know, if you get out there and do pretty well, I think you have another chance to, to bring home more hardware. And this has been a program that's brought home a lot of states, state titles over the last few years. So they have a chance to do that again just because of the numbers that they have. So Hoxie had the best showing. Uh, after them, you know, Decatur Community is sending three. Reed Fort, Garrett Emig, and Lucas Sodra, who won the regional at 138. Uh, Oakley sending two, Carter Creer at 126, and Ivan Yurok at 215. Creer was a regional champ. St. Francis' Shane Todd continues his phenomenal season. He's going at 132 pounds. Quinter will be sending Tate Blackwell at 106. He was a regional champ just like Todd, Creer, and Zodro. And then Rollins County sending two to the state tournament. Uh, Ryan Schrammick, Gus Hansen are going to uh, the state tournament. None of those guys, though, were regional champs. So in all, 25 total wrestlers, 12 are regional champs. Hoxie with those nine placers won the 3-2-1-A Norton Regional. Oakley, Decatur, Community, and St. Francis finished 6th, 7th, and 8th, respectively. And then, as we mentioned, Colby taking 4th at the 4A Colby Regional. Abilene was your regional champ there at Colby, while Scott City finished in 2nd place. Uh, that was how it all shook out for wrestling this past weekend. When you add it all up, boys and girls combined, 20, you have a total of 37 wrestlers from the area going to the state wrestling championships, which I believe begin on Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four consecutive days of wrestling. You've got the girls the first two days and the boys the next two. Uh, but 37 total uh, wrestlers going to the state tournament. And of those 37, 16 were regional champs. So just about half, a little bit under that. Pretty darn good, I'd say, overall. A solid showing from uh, our area wrestlers here over the last couple of weekends. Wildly impressive. Awesome to see all of that success on the mat. And uh, Obviously, I was highlighting Colby, but it is everybody. It's such a great performance from all the area athletes. And we talked so many times about how uh, out, out here in the Northwest, and uh, you sometimes get forgotten at these smaller schools, and your performance uh, out on the mat cannot be uh, forgotten. You know that's something that you can they can't take away from you. So great performances, uh, and excited to see what they can do at states this week. Yeah, once again, uh, girls state wrestling four through one A actually begins on Thursday. I apologize. Thursday the 22nd and the 23rd is when 4 through 1A Girls State that's at the Tony Pizza Event Center uh, there in Salina is where that'll be taking place. Um, and then on the boys' side for state wrestling, uh, for Class 4A, once again at the Salina Tony Pizza Event Center, so is 3 through 1A. So they will not be at Fort Hayes uh, this year. So it's both in Salina, 4 through one, 4A and 3 through 1A. Um and all that's happening on the 22nd through the 24th. So three consecutive days of state wrestling. So they've changed up a little bit. Uh, but nonetheless, th th sorry, three consecutive days. Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I can't even speak. Uh, whether it's 4A, 3 through 1A, uh, boys or girls. So that'll be beginning here in just a few days. And a very busy, busy time uh, there across the state. And particularly at Salina. And then, of course, at uh, Hartman Arena, which is where the bigger classes wrestle. So... There you go. My first one of the weekend is uh, area wrestlers. You got another winner of the weekend, Christian? I do, actually, and it's one that we have 
talked about a little bit as of late, uh, but I think well, well deserving of winners of the weekend. What a week for women's basketball. Of course, it started last week, Thursday, with Caitlin Clark breaking the all-time NCAA women's scoring record past Kelsey Plum, and obviously a logo three to do it. But then this weekend, the headline was exactly where it should have been. Sabrina Unescu went shot for shot with the King, lost ultimately to Steph Curry uh, in that one-on-one Battle of the Sexes three-point tournament that they did at the NBA All-Star Weekend. But all of the headlines going into this was, will Steph lose on purpose? Is she, you know she's not using the right ball? She's not using the right line? You know, who cares really? And ultimately, she used the NBA line, and she still tied. Guess who? Dame Lillard, who won the whole three-point competition in the actual NBA three-point shootout. Wildly impressive weekend. I think she proved a lot of people wrong. And you go through any comment section, you go on any social media right now, and nothing but respect for her and what she's done. And they're even asking for a round two. They're talking about Splash Brothers versus Splash Sisters, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson uh, versus perhaps Sabrina and maybe Caitlin Clark next year. That would be a ton of of fun, but ultimately a great, great weekend for women's basketball. And I, I really do think, I mean, all of what I saw going into this competition, this one V one was trying to find qualifiers or things to make this not matter. And everyone that I, I haven't seen a single negative comment about this. And as most of you listening are well aware You cannot watch women's basketball. You cannot watch, see a post online. You can't see anything about it without finding someone saying something negative. Whether for good or for bad, there's always a critique of it. And to see an event or a spectacle or a performance involving Sabrina, involving women's basketball, that had exactly zero negativity to it, you know that was widely or wildly impressive and Of course, it comes down again to this conversation of you have all of these very marketable people in this great sport. Can the WNBA actually stay on its feet and find a way to market these people successfully? Because uh, I've seen a lot of people echo what we talked about late last weekend, which is if the WNBA can't survive and even thrive with the likes of Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and Haley Van Lith, Page backers when they hit the league in the next two to three years, oof, you might be cooked. Uh, it's a great scene to see those ladies getting at, or to to see. It was awesome to see that happen. Yes, and it was, and and so funny that I talk about who we haven't talked about Sabrina and Eskew for a while, and there all of a sudden she is. Oh, it's amazing. To be fair, to be fair, even <laughs> when you said that. That was already in the I know, it was in the works. I know, I'm just being facetious. But anyway, I just... Hey, no, you're right, you're right. It's great to see. I'm not surprised that she can hang with them. I I don't have any doubt that women can shoot the ball as good as men. I really don't. Um, That's got... That's the... That is the thing that the the expansion... I don't want to say the expansion, but the the blow-up, you know... 
everyone credits Steph Curry for making the three-point shot as, as cool as it is, and everybody wants to shoot threes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I am watching kids on a floor not just going to try to put the ball in the bucket, but going behind the three-point line and you know putting all their effort into trying to hoist it out there. Mm-hmm. That's because of Steph Curry. And I give him I give him a majority of credit, for, but because of it, the women's game has has gotten a lot more. What's I think love because of the three point shooting and their ability to shoot the ball. There's a lot of great three point shooters that are women out out there, and it's not a surprise to me once again that they can go out there and they can compete with the men because to me that is whereas dunking is something that the men can do and there's rare there's a few women that can but not a lot. That's the great equalizer for the women, which is why I've always why I mentioned in our shows last. Need to do the, the women need to do something different. They they if they want to draw more eyeballs, they've got to make the game somewhat different. Whereas once again, I suggested maybe the four point line. You back up another five to six feet, put another line in, and make a four point line in the WNBA. Something the men don't have to make their game different to maybe draw some eyeballs to them. You're if you're look here's the thing. If it wasn't for probably Steph and the NBA signing off on this, this would not have happened. What happened on All-Star Weekend bringing Sabrina in to do that? Don't you think? Or the NBA was, or the NBA signing off on it? It was something that was teased for a long time. The two of them personally had kind of gone okay, back okay. and forth. But if the NBA Any, didn't anything. sign off on it, what would have happened? What what are your I'm if the NBA here. said well this we don't care about women's basketball or, or we don't care about the WNBA or we don't care about Sabrina we they only want... fund the WNBA Let's, I just work work with me here if they said no we don't want this yeah, would it of happen of course it's the it's no. the NBA All Star Weekend yes. of course so they can say no point, to events there my point being thank you NBA for keeping the WNBA and its people alive. That's my point, as you've made before. So even though Sabrina and Steph were saying, let's do this, the NBA had to give it the okay, and of course they would because the WNBA is, they're funding it. But that's my point. So say what you want. Women's basketball is all fine and great. It's awesome. But it's being, and the WNBA in particular, is being funded by the NBA in order to stay alive and to even keep going. And so thank you, NBA, for showcasing what the women can do, even though, in my heart of heart, I knew that it would be close. I would have been surprised if she got blown out by Steph Curry. I would have been shocked, honestly. Am I surprised to see that Steph won? No. Would I have been surprised to see Sabrina win? No, I would have not. I wasn't shocked, but let's be clear here. There are incredible three-point shooters on the NBA side, on the, the men's side, that would have gotten blown out that it would not have been close with Steph Curry. You stack up the best three-point shooters on the men's side, and a lot of them don't have a chance against by far the best shooter of all time in the sport. Name a human being that has touched a basketball. They probably can't beat Steph Curry. (laughs) And he was very, or she was very, very close. I mean, the idea that you can lose and still be up in that talk of it doesn't matter, the fight that you put up, the fact that you went shot for shot is still talked about at all is wildly impressive. you got to think about, like I talked about, any negativity that you can possibly find in the women's game is always pointed out 
highlighted, expanded. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I am saying to have her lose that competition and still there be no negativity, you have to recognize just how wildly impressive that is. But yeah, heck of a weekend overall for women's basketball. I think it's on the map now more than perhaps it ever has been. Like I said, to me, the three-point shot has made has made women's basketball way more entertaining than it probably ever was, and I think that's the way the public would see it. Um, and so that's great, and that is the great equalizer because as long as you can have the form to put a basketball through the hoop, you are going to you can compete with the men, and that's what makes you know I think the conversation about some well heck could so and so play in the NBA or whatever well I mean if they're if they're shooting sixty percent from three anybody would take don't, a sixty percent three point do shooter so don't do that. I, I'm just saying I'm just saying no I'm just saying it's awesome to see these women successful whenever you actually make it a real conversation of they could survive even thrive in the NBA. You have to actually get real and say, no, they'd get destroyed. They'd get feasted. And nobody wants to have to say that in a conversation that's positive about the women. No, no, see, I would and disagree. All, you, all would... you end up doing is trivializing what they're doing. Why, why? I'm not saying they would get feasted on in the NBA. Why can't they just, I am. Why can't they just stand anyone... out in the corner and jack up threes? Because even those that do in the league don't survive. You have to be able to do something else. And on the men's <laughs> side, on the men's side, you have to understand those that are shooting in the corner in your mind and jacking up threes, and that's all they do. Period. You have to put up 12, 15 points a game because you have to be so successful offensively that you're not getting ripped apart on the other end. And I don't want to have to make this a conversation. All it does when you make this real is it trivializes what the women do. Let's move on. My secondary winner of the weekend, I got two quick small ones here. I already mentioned one of them earlier in the show. Another shout-out to Jay Bradley and the Northwest Tech. Man, they beat Dodge City in overtime, 89-83. Keyshawn Miller with a circus shot with an and one on top of it to win it, 89-80. The circus shot tied it, and then the foul gave them the win eventually, despite a little bit of circus music shenanigans at the end. Uh, but the the... The Northwest Tech men, they've won four of their last five. And how about this? Currently in a position to host a first-round playoff game. That would be the first time ever in the program history they've hosted a first-round playoff game. Uh, so that would be pretty darn cool to see if they could pull that off. And they've got a tough game on Wednesday, and they've got plenty more games the rest of the way down the stretch. Every night in the Jayhawk is a bear. Uh, but right now, if, they, if the season ended today, they would be hosting a first-round playoff game, which would be pretty cool to see. Um, and then my final other one of the weekend is just quickly Kansas basketball. KU men get a win on the road in Oklahoma. They desperately, desperately needed one. They get it done against 25th-ranked Oklahoma. Dewan Harris, to me, was the story. He gets into double figures, and I saw this stat. It was like the Jayhawks are 32-2 and when Dewan Harris scores 10 or more points. It's that, it's that crucial with the lack of depth that they have, especially this year. They gotta have him score more, and he was able to get over double-digit points. Even with Kevin McCuller not being at his best, he was on the floor, gave it a go. He was okay. He was kind of a shell of himself. But nonetheless, it's a good weekend for Kansas men's basketball, who desperately needed a road win. That was their first road win for Kansas basketball in over a month. So last get it done, one was, that was big. OK State, yeah. Yeah, Okie State on January the 16th. So there you go. My last two winners of the weekend. On the men's basketball they side. Need, 
they needed that road win badly. And I mean, don't get me wrong; every... it's it's not like as if they were out of the NCAA tournament talk. I mean, the 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 no, top sixteen were announced uh, this past weekend. The you know the top four seeds, and Kansas was a two seed. So it's not like as if oh my god they lost to Oklahoma they were gonna fall out of the tournament. I mean no, they're Kansas. They're gonna get the they're gonna get the benefit of the doubt because of who they are and who they're coached by. But uh, at the same time, for a pl- program with as much pride as Kansas to lose that many consecutive road games, you just don't see that happen very often. So it was good for them and for probably Bill Self's mental health uh, to get that done. <laughs> So there you go. Winners of the weekend. We got to get to a break. We come back. Losers of the weekend. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to get to one of mine. It's going to blow Christian's top off next in the Morning Blitz.